Hold the Line with Mike Solon is brought to you by the Seattle Police Officers Guild, Seattle's public safety voice, and by Heart to Heart Medical Supply. Heart to Heart is an American company offering FDA-registered respirator masks at the lowest prices. Heart to Heart offers free same-day shipping, and by using the promo code DELTA at checkout, you can receive 5% off your entire order. Visit hearttoheart.com. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, H-A-R-T dot com. Heart to Heart, where great masks are just a click away. Hey, welcome back to Hold the Line with Mike Solon. Election day is over. Ballots are still trickling in. But it's quite clear. The Seattle voter has spoken. And it's all about public safety. Stay tuned. This is where we hold them. This is where we fight. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish. Not a fight. So it's all about public safety. Lorena Gonzalez has conceded, and mayor elect Bruce Harrell will be Seattle's next mayor in January. So the question needs to be answered. Why did Gonzalez lose? Well, quite simply, she voted to defund the police department. And then during her campaign to run as mayor, she walked back everything she could in terms of defunding the police because of the public safety crisis we're all in. That's why you lost, Lorena. It cost you major, major votes. In fact, if you look at this politically, your campaign will go down as one of the worst campaigns on record. You lost by 24 points. It's a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. And in politics, it's embarrassing. So it shows you that this community is really concerned about their public safety And people that supported defunding took hits. The activist class in particular took hits in this election. And I want to applaud the voters who recognized the crisis we're all in and changed our direction with their vote. Well done. I commend you. So what does this mean now for Mayor-elect Bruce Harrell? Will he make public safety a priority? And so as I cut this podcast today, he did an interview on Gian Ursula's show. I'll link it in the description. Found it on mynorthwest.com. And he spoke about questions from those two talk show hosts. And they revolved around public safety and policing. And Bruce said a number of things in that interview that he's already touched on in the campaign trail. And I just want to make it out there in the record. I look forward to working with Bruce. We need to have a collaborative approach to try to solve our public safety issues and wrestle back full control from the activist class, that small group of people that lost big time in this election but they will not go away without a real fight. And so I hope that Bruce 
recognizes that his police employees are in a real bad place. They feel as if they've been targeted for years, maligned and besmirched for political reasons. And I understand as I watched the campaign trail unfold, Bruce took some shots at Spog and specifically me. I let that go because he has to placate to the activist class to try to garner some votes from Gonzalez's crowd. It's all pure politics. I get it. Completely understand the situation, the politics, how that all plays out in our progressive Seattle. But I just want to make sure that Bruce is understanding that I want to work with him directly. But some of the quotes he had today in the Gian Ursula show are concerning, and hopefully it's more political theater um, and virtue signaling to the activist class who are the loud ones that cause the disruption in our public safety political discourse. And I'll just talk about a few of them that he said today. He said he has to change the culture, and he cites friends that are police officers and just the overall feeling of the Seattle Police Department. But I hope Bruce understands that saying change the culture is very derogatory, and it goes directly against what you also said in your interview today, that you understand that the police employees feel undervalued. In fact, you said they don't feel appreciated. Well, saying that you want to change the culture, to me, it's another hit with them feeling that they don't feel appreciated. And when you say that you want to remove me specifically from the SPOG president, well, I would consider that direct bargaining. Can't do it. And the membership were clear in their vote when they elected me as their guild president. Uh, I work for the members, period. That's my advocacy. That's what I do. I enjoy it. In fact, I love the job. I love police so much, I will do whatever I can in the 24 hours that I'm on this earth every day to defend them and stand up for them. And I'm going to do it professionally, which I've done. But I hope you understand that saying you want to change the culture is another derogatory hit that doesn't really get to the level of being interested in a collaborative approach to our public safety issues. So a little bit of feedback on that. You also mentioned that police officers are sometimes passive aggressive in their policing. And then you tied that to the Charlena Lyles tragic shooting that it was. We never want to have a community member die at the hands of police. But that was a justified shooting, as tragic as it was. You mentioned that you don't see the actions of the officers being something that should have occurred. That the final outcome is what's something that should have occurred. The bottom line is, Bruce, you're not trained as a police officer. Just like I'm not trained to be a politician, to be a mayor in the city, although I did have a grassroots effort for mayor. Facetious, of course. But I would not play as if I am the mayor. You have to have a lot of resources, relationship building, to work as the politician elected by your constituents. But please understand that police officers go through Hundreds and thousands of hours of police training, continued police training, professional police training, specifically here in Seattle. And for you to say that you don't see why they shot Charlena as being 
reasonable. I'm sorry, that just does not invoke a collaborative process that you're being authentic with. The bottom line is Charlena attacked those two officers with butcher knives in a confined room. As tragic as that was, those human beings that do the job of policing were ambushed by Charlena. It was a classic suicide by cop, period. She lured them in with a bogus report, and then she attacked them. Now, what I don't hear politicians of the activist class talk about is not long before that tragic shooting of Charlena, police were called and were able to de-escalate the situation. In fact, it was considered a hostage crisis. The reason why I understand that just days before her tragic death is because when I was on SWAT, I remember getting the page to respond to that residence for a hostage situation. She had a pair of scissors and her children were in the apartment. And thankfully, the patrol officers on scene before SWAT got there were able to de-escalate the situation and disarm her, disarm her peacefully. And then several days later, she fulfills her suicide by cop decision, as tragic as it was, as confounded by her mental struggles, as tragic as that is, Police officers, human beings want to go home to their families. And if you attack them with knives, they must protect themselves. So just right there is another hit against, I think you're you're signaling of a collaborative approach, which I'm interested in doing, but understand that you're using these terms for political reasons and it doesn't get the job done and I just wish we can come to a, 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 a conversation, hopefully in the future with you, where we can have an understanding and you can be, get informed in terms of police tactics. Because I just want to remind you, I say this on every podcast, the current mayor, whom you're going to be replacing, the person that you just beat quite handedly, said that this agency was the modeled reformed agency just before George Floyd. And then George Floyd occurred, and then those politicians ran away from us as fast as they can. I hope you don't emulate their actions by running away from us or using us as political pawns. This community supports their police department. I cite you in the description, Seattle University study, that 55% of our populace supports public safety, this police department. So we, hopefully this collaborative approach of solving our public safety needs, we have to stop placating to the activist class that push false narratives about our police officers. The accountability system that politicians run to time and time again is the most robust accountability system backed by the Department of Justice, who's the purveyor of constitutional policing, who says we met all the benchmarks of reform. Our accountability process for the Seattle Police Department is the strongest in the nation. So if you continue to placate to the activist class that push the false narratives, you're going to continue to lose police officers. I want to thank you for putting money or committing to at least incentivizing people to come here to be police officers. You want to build up the community policing. Hopefully you want to restore officers in our schools. 
That's what's needed. A third of our SPOG membership are persons of color. Many of them come from this community. To continue and virtue signal that we need to change the culture and cite negative examples of very rare, tragic use of force incidents that unfortunately take a community member's life does not get us to a collaborative approach where we, as the employee, as a police officer, feel as if we're appreciated. Having said that, we have no problem of reform. Look at our contract work, but I'm sure you're going to cite our contract upcoming in negotiations. We look forward to getting to the contract table. I'm sure there's going to be more pushes for accountability. We welcome the accountability discussion as long as it's bargained. Because if it's a change in working conditions, you got to sit down with us. Hopefully that's part of this collaborative approach. And one last thing you said in the interview with Gian Ursula. You talked about breaking the code of silence. I don't even know what that means. Well, I'll take that back. Without having a conversation with you before you take office, I'm assuming you think that cops cover up for cops. Well, we've already put in major reform work with the Department of Justice and the accountability process to, if you hear something, say something. If you see an ounce of an issue that violates policy, you're mandated per policy to report it to the accountability partners who are civilians, and then the investigation unfolds. We also partnered and led the way with ABLE, We all have to take it as employees, the training. It's to build up accountability within the department internally to make sure our fellow employee, our coworker, doesn't go down a path of negativity. We've done a ton of that work. There's no reason why Mayor Durkin or the president of the city council, your opponent you just crushed, would speak falsely that we've met the benchmarks of reform per the DOJ. So please just understand, some of the messaging you're putting out already, trying to set the tone, I think you're doing it for political purposes, obviously. But listen, I'm willing to work with you. In the time I've been in office, there's been a 70% drop in discipline appeals in the accountability process. But of course, nobody wants to reference that. Perhaps our commitment to public safety that the community is desperate for. It's a reason why you crushed her by 24 points. Perhaps we can get past some of the virtue signaling that appeases the activist class that are the loudest people in, in this community. But they were just cast aside by your electorate. Support this police agency instead of using us for political purposes. That would get us to a public safety what would you call it? Reality that is real and authentic that would give police officers buy-in because guess what? We are a part of this community. Many of us live here. Hold the Line with Mike Solon is sponsored by StopDefunding.com. The senseless trend of defunding police departments must be stopped. Over 200,000 reasonable citizens have already signed our petition, and we need your help. Visit StopDefunding.com 
and add your signature to help us protect public safety. Now more than ever, our voices must be heard. Speak up at StopDefunding.com. So city attorney race in terms of the election. I'll tell you what, this was the bellwether, bellwether as far as the barometer, if you will, of where we are. The constituents are just fed up with the activist class. Pete, you got handled at the primary. You tried to use me, tried to use Spog and Paint and Davison as this right-wing person. It failed miserably. That's why you're not the next city attorney. For the first time since 1989, this electorate voted in a Republican for the city attorney office. They were not happy with NTK and her anti-police rhetoric. Frankly, it's anti-Seattle rhetoric if I'm take it to another level. It's the activist class that she spoke for. She witnessed harm on police officers who serve this community with distinction. But what did she do just like Gonzalez? She walked back a lot of her narrative because it's so politically polarizing. And credit to the electorate that saw what she was doing and saw her as the activist, the unreasonable person that she is in terms of her political and ideology in terms of public safety. And they said, no thanks. We're going to give you the Heisman. So congratulations to, to Anne. Um, good job. And hopefully we can continue to, to get back to common sense city attorney reasoning that has the city's best interest in mind instead of placating to the activist class. Look forward to working with you. And thank you, Seattle, for recognizing what we would all be facing if NTK got into office. Well done. Ken Wilson and Teresa Mosqueda, uh, the 8th District. I had Ken on the podcast. See the link in the description not too long ago. Ken was just just an amazing guy. Very bright. Had Seattle's best interest in mind. Uh, The bottom line is he just didn't have the money to get a big campaign out there. But he gave Mosqueda a fight for sure. And if you're an incumbent and it was that close, Teresa, maybe, maybe you should rethink your narrative in terms of anti-police rhetoric, the defunding nonsensical activism that you engaged in. Maybe you need to pivot. Hopefully Ken um, can regroup and look forward to more opportunities at the council level because we need people like Ken, somebody that has Seattle buy-in, that cares deeply about our issues here. You got my vote. And uh, I'm very thankful to you for hanging it out there. You almost pulled it off. Well done and much respect to you, sir. And finally here, uh, I think we're winning some of the culture war here. Uh, where We're getting back to reason and common sense. The reason why I started this podcast. You know, we're not going to be used as political pawns anymore. We're going to talk about the reality of our situation in Seattle, the public safety issue. And together, we're doing it. We're pulling it off. 
the radical left has been put on notice. The radical activist class. The people that don't have your best interest in mind and you recognized it. Incredible. I gotta be honest with you. I wasn't, I'm usually an optimistic guy, but I wasn't optimistic in this one. I was thinking the worst could happen. But I was pleasantly surprised. It gives me renewed hope. And as the sun shines on our city today and it's coming through the Spog building here, and as I talk to you, there is hope for Seattle. There really is. And that hope is credit, I think, a, a rea- that hope is a reality of your rec- recognition that we were being enveloped by activism, unreasonable activism. We're getting back to a moderate form of governance here, and the credit needs to be given to you, the Seattle voter. But we're not done. We cannot rest because these unreasonable activists will not go away without a fight. We've got the Recall Sawant campaign coming up. We need to continue to drive these unreasonable people out of office because they do not have our best interest in mind. As always, I'm interested in your feedback. I look forward to hearing from you. Please like and subscribe and share this podcast. We need to be able to counter the activist narrative and continue the march to reasonable, common-sense conversations with public safety and how it impacts your quality of life. And if we can do that, maybe we all, maybe we all can continue to hold the line. See you next time.